0: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. It's our top five albums of 2019, people. Once again, we prove
1: rock is not dead. I heard the
2: rumors too. Bad news for me and you. They say it's time for something new.
3: To Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the top five loose cannon. How are you this evening?
0: I am excellent. I am very pleased to be kicking off episode 199 for for more numbers.
3: Nice. One nine nine. Now mm-hmm. I, I I enjoyed some of the uh the pictures you sent of uh we both got a, a pile of snow, I think, since the last time we've talked. Most of sure. ours is gone. Is yours still around? Yes. It's
0: never leaving. There's just a that because, uh, well, anything basically north of the house is, is turned to a big sheet of ice. So it's uh, a <laughs> it's a it's a fucking. Uh, by the way, I think salt is a conspiracy. That shit doesn't work that well. Right. Well, you just it, put it on there.
3: It absolutely does. Yeah, I use it. Uh, I don't know what you're putting it on, but yeah, ice on a sidewalk. It's fantastic.
0: Now I'm talking about the little salt shaker. You just take it out there, and
3: <laughs> I, I well, used... it does work, used... but it's not. Gonna, it's going to take an awful lot more salt. <laughs>
0: I used a little sea salt grinder, and I make a little a little uh, one inch path. What I what I like to do. No, am I doing it wrong?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I'll uh, I'll uh, fill you in on off air on on exactly the the steps you need to take. There's quite a few that you're missing, um, but. Uh...
0: And thus concludes the weather portion of the show, Baco. How do you want to kick off this episode?
3: Well, today we're going to get into our top five records of the year, the official Cobras and Fire top five, uh, and, and I assume at some point we'll be talking about uh, some of the less, uh, though I will say more disappointing records of the year and also give out our own personal list at some point, but um, I do want to get into something that made the news this week before we get into it because it's somebody that we've talked about a little bit on the show but, and, and an artist that I think we both at least enjoy to some degree as far as the, the musical output, and that is Kid Rock made some headlines this week. He did, and I was
0: I was hoping we could kick the show off with a nice positive message.
3: <laughs> oh my god! So I assume you saw all the coverage. Did you get a chance to watch the video that that was shot?
0: I did not watch the video. I just looked at the uh, uh, just the whatever that the the I saw the summary, and there was there was quite a few. So I think I've seen them all. Has there anything
3: happened since the last part? Well, th- there's been some news, but let's uh switch, catch everybody Please. up to speed. Um. Kid Rock owns a a honky uh, a honky tonk in Nashville called Kid Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk. He uh went to the Gene Simmons School of Naming Your Business. Sure. Um. Anyway, uh, he apparently they're having like uh bands throughout the night for whatever reason. I, I'm not real familiar with the venue. I mean, I, I've been a block away from it. I, I've seen it from the outside, but other than that, I don't know anything about it. Uh, but it sounds like he was basically kind of in between bands and he got drunker and drunker through the night and uh, I don't know what I have no idea what time of the night it was but at a certain point he uh, he got up there and just started shooting his mouth off about Oprah Winfrey and Joy Behar and Kathy Lee Gifford for some reason and of course you know this day and age uh, it was all caught on video and then TMZ jumped on it and all sorts of good stuff. Uh, I, I actually have some of the, the quotes from the thing. The the audio from the videos, you, you need subtitles, so I don't know. Go look it up if you like to see it. You're just going to see a clearly f- fucking inebriated Kid Rock with a microphone. But uh, he says, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just an honest guy that says, hey, I don't like Oprah Winfrey or Joy Behar. They can suck dick sideways. Sorry, Mom. Fuck Oprah. <laughs> Fuck Kathy Lee Gifford. I'm not the bad guy in the equation. I'm the fucking guy you want. Like, hey, he's pretty cool. Oprah Winfrey is like, hey, I just want women to believe in this shit. Fuck her. She can suck dick sideways. So he's going back to that uh, quite a bit here. That seems to be his his go-to line right now. And if you say that, people say, hey, I'm pretty sure Kid Rock's a racist. And I'm like, okay, fine. Fuck off.
0: Yeah, you know, the one thing that offends me the most about this statement so far is the fact he left out Sharon Osborne.
3: <laughs> you know, and eventually he goes back to saying he likes Kathy Lee Gifford. So I think he's getting his talk show host mixed up here a little bit. Uh, I don't get, like, why was Oprah Winfrey on his mind right then? You know what I mean? It, it was the, <laughs> I mean, she's been retired for a few years. Why her of all people? And, you know, it's like. I mean, I, I I can't sit through the Oprah Winfrey show without getting a little nauseated. Although it's not even a show anymore, right? She's like I said, she's been retired for a few years. But at the same time, I don't know that I have strong feelings about her one way or the other, other than sexually. Uh, of like course. like all men, you know, right. she's a smoke show. Uh, um, take old biddies. Uh,
0: but anyway, got no man.
3: <laughs> she got a man. Okay. Steadman, you that. kidding?
0: I know you're co- I know you're like quoting I-
3: Ice T, but Ice T needs to get check his facts too. Maybe Ice T's the racist here, but no. Nah. The uh the people filming the video irritated the shit out of me. Uh and this is not a defensive kid rock, but they just sat there going the whole time, like you hear them just oh my god, he's so racist. That is so racist. Wow, what a racist. It's like they just keep saying it. And I think that's why a lot of people picked up on that. Because I really didn't hear anything. I mean, is sucking dick sideways a racist comment? Um, no, in,
0: right now I'm going to say that he's absolutely a misogynist.
3: Yes, of course. But, yeah, but but yes, but he's done that his entire career. He's been consistent. There's a through line there. Fair, exactly. Um, I don't know that he is or isn't a racist. Uh, I, I think him and I share vastly different political views, but that's okay. Oh boy, I do yeah. think it's okay to not like Oprah. Is all I'm getting at. Uh, I have no idea how he got to the point where he was doing this, but he was so fucking wasted. And then, of course, he comes out, and this is where I really got a problem with him. He he basically blames everybody else. Uh, so he went out, and this was his official release. Um, my people tried to get me to do the Oprah Winfrey show years ago, and her people wanted me to write down five reasons why I loved her and her show. <laughs> I said, fuck that and her and a story. I'm not sure I do or don't believe that. I don't care. if it, Five years ago... And ju- it's really been burning at you, apparently. Uh, well, before we go on,
0: what would you write down in that question here? <laughs> <laughs>
3: five uh, things. I have to come up with five, huh?
0: You got to come up with five. I'm, I'm hard, It's hard for me to get
3: left to get tit, to, right what'd tit. What did you say? Left tit, right tit. Now, now I'm the misogynist. God damn yeah, it, no, loose No, I was just say I like the fact that you can take her, her name
0: backwards and call it Harpo and mm-hmm. call it her own company. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well,
3: I think we, Hey, you know what? The two of us could probably come up with five. Uh She almost ruined Tom Cruise's career when he came on and jumped on her, her couch. I thought that was a good thing.
0: <laughs> okay. That's true. That's a pretty good thing to know. But no, if that's actually true, that is, that is a really <laughs> odd thing. Like almost like
3: a, uh, a qualifier. But and, and, and anyway, like, and like any of that, like that story go. like when you hear that, like, Oh, now I get why he was up there saying all this shit fucking hammered because <laughs> no, five so years ago they wanted him on the show and he passed. OK, continue, please. Baco. All right. So here's the official statement after that. Um, I'm just saying what a lot of people think, not saying I should be. But sometimes I just do. Oh, well, I have a big mouth and drink too much sometimes. Shocker. I also work hard and do a ton to help others, but that's just back page news because the press hates. I love Trump. Fuck them too. I am what I am. I ain't what I ain't. Real quick, do you think Kid Rock thinks Colin Kaepernick needs more coverage of the charity he does? <laughs> Pretty much same thing, right? Just going the opposite end. He's fucking hated for his views, and nobody talks about the charity he does. Okay, Kid, you got hammered. You shot your mouth off and look like a fool. You can't own it and then act like and come up with this garbage. Give me a fucking break, man. Yo, I did a lot of charity work. I donated money. Therefore, it's okay for me to go on a fucking drunken tirade over Oprah. Yeah, I mean. And frankly, I do think it's okay. Who cares? If he would have just came in my book, I would have been like, had too much to drink last night. Guess I'm pissed at Oprah. Oh, well, Sorry. And PS, I did not get removed from my own bar. Fake news. If anything was leaving and the cops the cops were helping me out. Hey, at least I didn't drive drunk. Again, he wants us to just say All's good because you didn't fucking drive drunk. I'm sorry, you don't get medals for not driving drunk, right? Ben Snail does. <laughs> well, that's because he lives in Vegas. But yeah, back every to, week,
0: every week they give him a medal. But he the
3: fake news, the, the fake news thing is what got me because we live in this time now where basically people can believe whatever they want and just dismiss it as, as lies. I saw the, uh, the the story and I didn't hear anything about him getting t- tossed out of his own bar. So I looked up. I found four news stories. Two of them said he was assisted off the stage. None of them said he was kicked out of his own bar bro there's a fucking video you were assisted off stage you know why because you couldn't stand that's what happens i mean jesus fucking christ now the actual video is lying so i again all these lies all this 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 disinformation all this stuff is coming from kid rock and and all this nonsense now he suffered some repercussions but before i get into that did you want to say anything
0: but first off, I think that Kid Rock is not at a very good place right now. I think his brain is basically applesauce. <laughs> he is—he he is He's—he's is quickly on the Mick Mars aging uh, curve. But yeah, I mean, for—for for, first off, for for any man, any man to be drunk enough to go on an Oprah rant, rant, <laughs> rant. <laughs> rant I'll has there has to be tonight. something fucked up. I mean, what was the conversation before? Did somebody have like her exclusive channel on? Uh, on Sirius XM queued up in his limo or something like that. Oh you know, man. How do you even go there to begin with? You know, how does that converse, where, how does that move? So anyway, but the other thing is yes, misogynist, yes. Racist. He's obviously not racist. First off, he has a black drummer in his band and he supports Trump.
3: <laughs> yeah. Those might be conflicting uh, <laughs> uh, points to, to your argument there, but he uh... plays,
0: he plays the Dukes of Hazard theme live. He eats Papa John's consistently. The man is not a racist.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, did you did you hear like uh, he lost his restaurant in the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit?
0: Um, oh, see, I was wrong. Little Caesars then. See, he's because he moved to Papa John's. But please continue.
3: All right, so and I think his last statement was that he was pulling uh he wasn't going to renew his license agreement with a restaurant in the Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit. Um and he appe- he appreciates all the people who have patronized the place. He still has much love for the city of Detroit, but fuck all this bullshit kind of thing. Um and uh, they had a statement that said, "We have been in contact with Kid Rock. Uh, he has voluntarily decided not to renew his licensing agreement for the Kid Rock's Made in Detroit restaurant, which comes up for renewal in April. We are in the business of amazing, inspiring our fans and guests through an incredible array of world-class sporting and live entertainment events. Our venues are open, inviting, inclusive, and respectful to all. We look forward to bringing a new exciting concepts in, in line with our company and community values. Their statement, when you read between the lines, sounds an awful lot like, do you want to resign or do you want us to fire you? Uh,
0: yeah, he was he was definitely let go. but the point being,
3: I'm just is... gonna randomly do this
2: yes, because of something think... that happened
3: in Nashville that I caused, you know and again, we we, we see who the true snowflakes really are man you, 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 you poor baby, all this only happened because you got drunk and shot your mouth off. Again, I really don't think it's that big a deal, but it, that being said, you, this is on you, man. You you created I, this. I mean, listen, I don't see what a big deal is It. we've done it for 199
0: episodes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you don't see us pulling out of endorsement deals? Yeah, the only thing we do is pull episodes. <laughs> Canadians have problems <laughs> of them.
0: Hey. Hey. And I'll just summarize it with this, is that, listen, I think there's a lesson we can all learn from this entire episode, and that is that if you or asked to go on the Oprah Winfrey show, and she asked you to tell her five things you love about her, you fill out that fucking questionnaire.
3: Yes. Not that hard.
0: No, you come up with five things, you go on it, you're not sitting and stewing on it, and you're big-ass honky-tonk in Nashville, and your life <laughs> is much better.
3: Amen, brother. pre Well, well right. said. Yeah. And, and, what else we got here? Well, uh, I guess that's probably enough on the the kid. Uh, Good luck with your life there, Kid Rock. Can't wait for the next album that apparently is going to be really kick-ass because it's inspired by this shit.
0: (laughs) I can imagine he does a whole Oprah Winfrey concept (laughs) album.
3: You know what? I'm actually hoping for that now. Cowboy. Uh, I understand you have a new benefit that we can share with the listeners. I do,
0: yes. So, you know, I'm not sure which platform that our listeners use it could be anything from apple podcasts to what what one is your favorite paco
3: well i like to uh download it and then have it pressed into vinyl (laughs) okay fine (laughs) i thought you finally found a podcast that you liked i do i use podcast addict for all my podcast streaming Um, okay i've used a few different ones including the one i think you're going to mention stitcher they're all fairly compatible uh this one uh uh worked it i don't know it just it, oh, you know what? This one had had a lot of the shows available that I couldn't find on other ones. Uh, mainly uh, the Dan Patrick show. And okay,
0: yeah. well, this one's kind of like that too. So I use Overcast, and I also I also have always used Stitcher. So Stitcher has a premium service which you can now get. You can get a trial period. Usually, it's just for one week. It's called Stitcher Premium, but you actually get it for a full month if you use the coupon code Cobra. Just C O B R A, all caps. And uh, basically, what that, what this does? Why don't you ask me what it's all about, Baco? What's it all about, Luz? Sure. So, what Stitcher does is, let's say that you're, uh, besides listening to Cobras and Fire, you're listening to Mark Maron's, you know, WTF show, or um, just just any any of your favorite shows. You usually, hear a shitload of ads on. So, first off, Stitcher Premium takes all those ads out. Uh, it also, well, has, like even on
3: the the ones that like, uh, you know, like. I don't know. You you mentioned Mark Marin, but the the ones that he'll actually say there for like the first 7 minutes of his show or those are gone. As I understand, yeah, from from the program. That's pretty big. Yeah, but but
0: also the the ones that keep um dropping ads in halfway through in the middle stuff like that. All those are stripped from from the major podcasts. Okay. Um as well as let's say that your your favorite shows, they have on certain big ones, they have early release shows. So um you know whenever they're out they're out specifically for Stitcher premium members and uh also they have bonus content i know that Mark Marin and a bunch of other ones too have that too so they have extra episodes on it um and they also have exclusive podcasts like and, and these are not my genre but i guess there's a whole Wolverine Marvel um series there's there's at least like 30 of these in different genres and and music podcasts too that are only on Stitcher premium but the, the So the main th- selling so point of me on the list was no ads, bonus content, early release shows. So in short, um, you get all those kind of benefits, and it's either $2.92 a month if you sign up for a year, or it's $4.99 a month otherwise. But anyway, so the point is, is that you can try this out for a month for free if you just use the, the coupon code COBRA. And if you're already familiar with Stitcher, it's a couple-click process to try it out. So sure.
3: that's it. And there's all sorts of other ways you can find us. You can check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire. Our Twitter handle is at CobrasFire.com. Back on Facebook, you can join our group, The Cobra's On Fire, where you can connect with us and other listeners and share all sorts of silly crap with us. You can hear us every Thursday night at 10 Eastern, 9 Central on the Uncontrolled Noise Radio Network. And, of course, your way to access all this stuff, just go to CobrasandFire.com. You'll find a link to damn near everything I just mentioned, including the thing uh, Luce was just talking about. So
0: what are we doing now, Baco, since we're done with the uh, oddly placed Kid Rock rant in the top five?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we had to get it out of the way because we got business to do here. But let's get right into it. At number five, we have the band Royal Republic with their record Club Majesty.
2: I to love you like a-
3: I played that song in the show before, but it is just a killer track. It is the fourth song on the album "Undercover." So, uh, I, 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 this band kind of came out of nowhere with me. I basically got it uh, just in a in a in a press release, and they, they sent the advanced copy, you know, an MP3 of it. And it, it, it's a it's a real poppy kind of almost dance groovy thing, but it, it still has that uh, I don't know the. The signatures of rock, you know, with the with, uh, the beats and, and the guitars and stuff like that. Just real melodic, uh, really well-performed, kind of a fun record. I found myself for a couple weeks going back to this album quite a bit this summer, and uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: That one was a little bit of a surprise to me, because I think they're a little more polished than your normal uh, uh, picks, if I understand it. Yeah, but... Uh, but, but Good music is good music. You dig it. You like the whole album in full, though, for the most part. Yeah, I like- mean,
3: it's a solid record. You know what I mean? Uh, again, and we'll, we'll probably touch on this a little bit. Not a great year for me to pick albums as far as full albums and a lot of disappointing ones from uh, big timers for me. But this this record, I can put on him and let it play all the way through without getting annoyed or hitting the skip button. Um, but at the, you know, at the same time, I, I'll cherry pick my favorite songs when I'm in the mood.
0: Very cool. This is actually kind of like a shopping list episode, too. That's our intention, is for you guys to check this out and uh, hopefully buy some of this this music we're talking about. So we will put all this in the notes, but what are a couple off the top of your head? Give me another two tracks, if people are going to go with another.
3: Well, the lead single on this record was a song called Boomerang, and uh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think here. There's a song called uh, Can't Fight the Disco, which is kind of fun. Um and there's one towards the end. I th- it's it's either Anna Lee or Bulldog. I'm looking at the list right now. Uh, one of those two songs. I it just kicks my ass every time.
0: I also had difficulty definitely coming up with the top ten, but even coming up with the top five of albums that I thought were actual great albums. And let me explain my and I think we agree about this. But can I tell you my my expectations for a great album, please? Let's hear it. Okay, so I have heard in other podcasts, one, Growing Up Rock, first off, Poonie, sequencing does matter. I'm oh, not sure Lord. if you understand the opposite? He said it doesn't matter. If uh, they're going well, through you things know, he's, he's a numbers guy. guy. Yeah, he is a numbers guy. It's all, a number. it's all ones and zeros to him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all data. It's one through 11. <laughs> as, long as, it, as long as those, if you go one to 11 and you don't actually skip a number, he's good with the sequence. Overall, just the flow theme, sequencing, you know, do I feel, and I think that these, this time, my theory is, I'm not going to call it the death of the album, it's going a little too extreme, but I think bands put less effort into the art of the album than they used to because they know people aren't going to buy it in full and they're going to cherry pick or they're going to stream it and things like that. So the, the actual full album, sit down, hit it, without putting it into a playlist, start to finish, like the one you just talked about, Royal Republic, is becoming slimmer and harder to find. Yes or no?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a byproduct of of the way things are shifting away from a physical product. Um, Because, you know, we were raised on, on, on vinyl and cassettes. And the only the only oddball in there was back when Atrix was still going around. That really threw sequencing, you know, in the tri- in the shitter. Sure, but uh, it, it turned out nobody liked the damn things anyway. So that that worked out. The point being is that there was a process to these. You actually flipped a cassette, you flipped the uh, the the record or whatever like that. And then when CD came along, they, they, it almost took it a different direction where now you were sequencing from top to bottom in, instead of like beginning to end of two sides. If that makes any sense. Yep. But now we're getting to the thing where we're just doing streaming and we're making playlists and, and you know, it, it, the fact that, that getting on a playlist is such a key factor to, to some financial uh, benefits for artists that just changes the whole mindset of, of how this stuff goes. Yeah, sadly, I think we are heading in that way. I would, I'm with you. I, I'm not ready to call the album dead. I do think there's a lot of people out there that are artists that that still respect that process and it matters to them. You know, I mean, I, Michael Sweet comes to mind, but it just, it, it's just slowly going away. I mean, it, it eventually, you know, the the physical format will be gone, and 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 it's just going to be digested differently, and that's going to affect how it's created. The album is dead. Long live the EP. The rise of the EP is upon us. Yeah, that I think now that I think we can we can pretty much kill. Uh, <laughs> the, the, it seemed like that was going to be that was the plan, right? Like everybody was like, let's switch to EPs, and it seemed like that lasted a year or two. And now the only people that do EPs are the ones that used to do EPs. New bands, you know. Uh, it's just, it, but I will tell you what's
0: also annoying about the EP rise is the fact that they take an EP. And then they turn it into an album later,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. Like Greta Van Fleet, a lot of them, a lot of them
0: did that whole thing. But, uh, but yeah, or or they'll
3: do an album and it'll have like half of what was on the EP. Um, I've never been, and will never be a big EP fan. Uh, Other than the collecting point, it's it's kind of it's just unfulfilling. Mm Hmm. Uh, But
0: but in short, it doesn't matter physical or not. People are putting less effort into the art. Of the album in full, it's just that most of the time. Of crafting it's just cl- an album,
2: I, crafting I can,
0: an album, it's mostly a collection of ten to twelve songs that happen to be in one collective entity. That's all I'm trying to say. So, yep, but I these, agree. The, so all my albums in the top five, and I'm sure uh, yours too. And that we made a collective one have that requirement. Do you want to add anything more to it? But that's how I look at it. Is is is, is I can have. There are definitely albums out there. They're lower that have some songs probably I like better. But as a whole, these are fucking albums that hit my top five.
3: Yeah. I I, I, I the only thing I will add is that like um, some albums like take it to the next level. I mean, there's there's all sorts of examples you know throughout our lives because of like a con combination of of not just the sequencing but the material. And it's just, because it, it, it's it's not as easy as just having 10 great songs and putting them in the right order. It's having the 10, I mean, like ACDC back in black, you couldn't swap out a couple other great ACDC songs and put them on there, and it would still be the same record. You need those 10 songs in that order, and you need to listen to it like that. And it, it, it's not a concept record, you can still just play one or two songs if you want, but I'm just saying these records, I think uh, all of them at least are really good in in the sense of they are sequenced well. But I don't think there's anything that's kind of of hit that like uh, next level where it's just, you know, timeless. And I do think that might be dead, too, like that 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 appetite for destruction or the Black Album or, you know, Nevermind, things like that. If you just
0: move and adjust the moment when Brian Johnson offers to put his love into you.
3: It, it ruins the whole album. All right. So what do we got at number four, Luz? So here
0: is one that completely hits all those requirements we just talked about as an album, and that is Backyard Babies with the album Silver and Gold.
2: Shadows, angels, angels, angels crime, a that I feel a cold, flood? The hours of the day and night and weeks mashing up into a nightmare where pixels Streak
0: The Backyard Babies is a band that I've known for a while, but this this album came out Silver and Gold earlier in the year. And quite honestly, I forgot about it, I got lost in the ether because I listen to a lot of the, the. My main source of listening to music is through Spotify. So what I do is every Friday I'm like a kid at Christmas. It's New Music Friday. I got this new release radar. I add things to monthly playlists, and then I then of that those kind of uh, they're like little cage matches every month. And then certain things rise and certain things die. And then through that process, I start making a a like a, a yearly top 10 hopeful uh, playlist at the end. These guys made it to that one. But it's, it's one of these bands, again, because there's so many bands that are out there that you kind of lose track on things that are actually great unless you kind of organize it this way, I think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so this is an album in full that I enjoy. Just straight up rock and roll. There's a lot of homages to Kiss in it, with a whole Ace Frehley solo, with uh, with um, Showing Rocks, which I actually featured in an episode prior. Ragged Flag is a complete update of New York Groove, um, and it's just it's just a fun record. So they've been around for a, a long time. They've always had the exact same lineup. The guitarist in it is called Dragon, who also uh, is part of the Helicopters. If anybody is is familiar with them too, but they're very in the the same zone too. But um, just straight up raw rock and roll in the vein of Biter's and bands like that. So, and because we're we're making shopping lists, if you go on Amazon for fifteen dollars, uh, you can get a. Uh, their vinyl is white vinyl. It has, it has a, the complete CD with five bonus tracks of acoustic songs on it. I have no idea how they're making money. They're not making money on this kind of package they're sending out. But if you're going to buy music, buy this album on vinyl. <laughs> I,
3: I think we're at, what we, you're actually finding out is that you don't need to sell it for 30 bucks to make uh, $2. Uh, <laughs> I guess so, but there's a uh, lot of stuff they had in there. I was surprised. Well, the CD is probably $0.10 cents at this point. Sure. Uh, yeah, I. I... I, I it's I, not I, listed as it's not listed as a premium package, but that's what showed up. Is my point? Sure. Yeah, I, Amazon is known for that, though. I think. Uh, yeah. Like, my Wilson that I just bought uh, for ten dollars uh, was a swirl vinyl colored thing that you know came with an MP3 download, and none of that was mentioned.
0: So, um, because our our shows are always filled, as I said, with positive messages for the youth. Uh, what are some misses Things that didn't lead up uh, lead up to expectation?
3: Well, I know we were both really disappointed, you know, because we had so much. We were anticipating this release so much that it, it what a letdown it was. Uh, the new Two Chains record.
0: <laughs> are we still on that? Are we can we move past the the rap commentary <laughs> for an
3: episode? I don't know what has happened uh, to the show. That's for Debrew. Yeah, there was some pretty big uh, misses uh, for me, mainly from really big artists. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how how you feel, but uh, I don't. What, what give me give me some of
0: the no. Give me some of your big ones.
3: I, I I have some of mine, but I don't think they're the same. Slipknot was. Just, I mean, it, Slipknot has been pretty consistent for me, and I don't. I don't think you're you're a fan. No, at they've, all. Been,
0: they've been consistent with, for me too. It's all terrible.
3: Yeah, okay, but I've loved everything they've done, Uh, and they've actually kind of gotten a little lighter, like you know, stylistically as they've gone on, which has been fine for me. You know, I mean, the earlier stuff, I kind of liked it when they would squeeze in just a pinch of melody here and there, and and so it was nice to see them grow. The new record, it, it sounds like fucking shit. You know, it's that new modern recording that kind of irritated me with the Glorious Sons record. By the way, that's another one uh, which we covered quite heavily. Yeah, Uh, yeah, we did. um, But uh, Volbeat, uh, Greta Van Fleet, wasn't really uh, didn't let me down. I was just like I was, although that might have been last year, wasn't it?
0: It I'm not sure. Just the very end of last year. But let me explain. Let me explain that for Greta Van Fleet is the fact that I don't know if it was this year or last year. It was that forgettable to me.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was mainly that. It was just like you know, a band that at least has some promise and some uh, yep. some hype behind them. You know what I mean? So you, you, some potential, we'll, at least, we'll say, to, to you know, and anything that that kind of puts rock, you know, on the front page a little sure. bit. I, th- I think we're in, in favor of. And so that was disappointing that that they kind of came out with just a really flat record because their two EPs are solid. Um, and they're even better when they're squeezed onto one and called an album. Um, but uh, I think the the other one that I wanted to mention, and again, I, th- I think the record was still actually pretty good. I listened to it a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it wasn't, didn't quite live up to my expectations, or at least what I'd hoped, uh, was The Damn Things. Yeah, uh, that one... Uh,
0: spoiler alert! Did make my top ten, but yeah, I same agree. Here,
3: but that can't we all—it's kind of a weak top ten, you know.
0: Right. I mean, that one was again because it wasn't an album. The front—it was front-loaded. I really enjoyed what I liked on it. You know, yeah, like maybe the first. My, it was like a four or five. Uh, you know, the
3: first two hitter. singles were amazing.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, but it just you know that for those of the that have listened from the beginning, damn things is up there for that. Like it's one of the few quote supergroups or side projects that actually worked. And and what I highly recommend if you have not heard it, damn things iconoclast. Go listen to it. For those not familiar, it is uh, Scott Ian. Um, it was Rob Kajana in it. Randomly, two guys from Fallout Boy and some other dude. Uh, the guy who's the singer, the guy from. Um,
3: Oh, God. Every time I die? Every time. There you go. That, yeah. I can't so, believe I got that that quick. Wow. Yeah, that was good. It was good. I, I usually get wrong, it wrong. Right. Every time I forget. <laughs> it was probably, uh, he was probably in Chicken Foot.
0: To go back with one of them, you said Volbeat. You know,
3: I'm a huge fan. Uh,
0: their last album, Prior... Kind of show the cracks in the surface where they they basically had rewrites yep. of, of Lola Montez over and over again, and they had like maybe two or three songs. Yeah, but it was, but very, it was that...
3: not. I mean, at least at least it had some hits, though. I mean, it yes, like, and I don't mean like hits. I mean like where it hit you, you know, it got you, right. grabbed your attention. This album is just kind of flat all the way through for the most part,
0: all the way through. And it's called Rewind, Replay, and Rebound. Talk about <laughs> truth and advertising, right? I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So one of the only songs that sticks with me is "Die to Live," which has Neil Fallon of Clutch on it. But but unlike the Danko, for example, the Danko track on the last album was spectacular. Black Rose, okay. Um, This one kind of wastes wastes him because he doesn't put him in the right pacing. If they didn't tell me it was Neil Fallon, I wouldn't have even noticed it. Is my
3: point? I didn't know, (laughs) and that's the song I like on the record. Right, exactly. He does the second verse.
0: And then the other one is the everlasting. Besides it, I cannot tell you a single thing. The first song on the album, Last Day Under the Sun, has the same riff as Black and White by Michael Jackson. That's all you need to know, people. It's a disappointing album. I'm done. So Slash played it?
3: (laughs) He didn't play on that verse either, but it credits him. All right. Well, let's get to number three then. Uh, I think you covered it. I don't have anything to add to that. I, the, no. that, that Die to Live was the only song that like uh, stuck with me uh, further, further than the initial listening of the album. But Yep. Uh, coming in at number three, Lewis, who do we got? Number
0: three, we have Texas Hippie Coalition with High in the Saddle. So this album by Texas Hippie Coalition showed up a bit higher on my personal top 10. Yep. And I got to tell you, this is the one that has constantly stayed in every playlist for the year. First off, we interviewed Big Dad Rich earlier this year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's perfect, by the way. And uh, if you're not familiar, they are a cross between, I'm going to call it... Uh, with the guitar tone Pantera with a sense of humor ZZ Top they're from obviously Texas they are the best red dirt metal band on um, on earth because there is no other red dirt metal band <laughs> but but point being uh, they you know it, and also I would compare them to Zach Wilde's I think best solo project which was Pride and Glory right after, okay. uh, right after Ozzy, Aussie too kind of that zone too so that gives you enough to yeah, kind of a little of, bit yeah a little bit like some of that that uh that Southern. vibe so a little bit more about Texas Hippie Coalition. They have, I think, six albums. The only albums you really need as far as albums go, they've all some great songs scattered uh, amongst their discography, is the first one, self-titled. You've got Peacemaker, and then you have this one, High in the Saddle. Now, those three albums are great front, front to back. This one may be my favorite of, of those three. They usually pump one out every year. And this one they took two years off. They got together Bob Marlett, has worked for everybody from Ozzy to Blackstone Cherry to his list is, is huge. And the Giant vocals on... <laughs> the vocals on this album from Big Dad Rich, even the actual ballad works, ride or die. Huh. It is it is a spectacularly fun album. I never stop smiling like an idiot when I'm listening to this. It's energetic, the lyrics are clever. I'm not overselling this album please purchase it
3: yeah but, this uh, one uh I, this just slipped through the cracks for me I haven't even heard it yet and that that was definitely not by design I'm a fan uh, one of the best live backs right there right now too you know what I mean
0: and they are so, playing here on on New Year's Eve again at Herman's hideaway so I'm planning on going and canceling last minute
3: well I'll definitely be checking that out and that uh, <laughs> I might squeeze it into next year's top 10 <laughs>
0: Can I tell you something that I was thinking about that that actually we missed last year that I want to Yeah, mention? yeah, why don't you do that? What do you got? Okay. Okay, so last year uh and it wasn't actually it didn't come out that year too, but there's a band called The Hawkins with an album called Ain't Rock and Roll. Where it actually came out I think a little bit earlier, but it came on my radar this year. It came out last year. So, that's a one to check out out there and also uh, I think it's a funny name for for a band, but it's one that came out I think at the end of it and it would have made my my top 5. Last year, and that is a band called Massive Wagons. Have you, have you, heard, of this, have you heard of this band? No. <laughs> you like the name, though, don't you? I do. Uh, they are a British rock band from Lancaster. And just, just uh, you'll hear, any of these bands I'm mentioning, you'll hear some... some um, some samples in, in future episodes, but yeah. some, the cool. album "Full Nelson" you must purchase as well. So add that. I'll add all this in the notes. We want you to purchase music. But uh, there's a couple
3: a are- uh, couple of uh, newer bands. At least uh, 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 Eddie Trunk, uh, when he was on on the show, he mentioned a band called Dirty Honey. I checked out their Ooh. EP around that time. Yes. Um, That one was, uh, it's all right, but I I think that there's a lot of promise there, so maybe they got a full length coming out. I know them, Evils are supposedly dropping a full album next year. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as far as... Was that
0: EP this year or last year,
3: though? The EP was last year, because I I, I bought it over Christmas. Okay. Um, Right near the end,
0: then. That's why I didn't
3: remember. But, uh, and then, um... But but back on the dirty honey thing, dirty Shirley, the next uh, George Lynch project. It's not the the, the couple uh, 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 teased tracks have been promising, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and then you also have
0: dirty bitch, which is uh, led by Sharon Osborne.
3: <laughs> so dirty is the new blue, which was the new black, which That's was right. which was the the wait, which was the new ghost, which was the new black. I think uh, so,
0: and okay. it was the it was the new lil. So some other noble leases that didn't make. Jesus Christ. So some
3: other notable... <laughs> if you had to get that last beer, one more beer.
0: So some other notable releases that didn't make my personal top 10 or our definitive top five are The Weezer, The Weezer. Oh, what the fuck, man? The yeah, Weezer? Can we go home? I want
1: one more beer. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Anyway, uh, moving on from The Weezer, uh, we have joyous wolf place in time amana marth berserker huh. we've got satan takes a holiday <laughs> 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 With the help of my new sensation it was actually good that actually was the um... You know that
3: that didn't do much for me honestly <laughs> uh, uh that, that that was uh that was another one that, that i got an advance on uh that that i don't know I, I, some people recommended it uh but uh it just it was okay
0: Oh, I mean I'm I'm sorry. That was actually the the name of the farewell tour for Slayer. <laughs> but I mean I don't know if you know this, but you know that right at the last, when the last chord rang out of their last concert, the entire uh, all music got more melodic. Did you notice that?
3: I, I, I didn't, but I know you've been sitting on that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Once they announced their farewell tour, you're like, I'm writing this fucker down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll have to wait
3: a year to say this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping
0: it warm. Just it's sitting pretty, on my chair. It's a good joke. Okay, thank you. Anyway, um there actually is a band called Satan. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. I was talking it. about
0: that record, yeah. Okay, all right. Anyway, but uh but also we have um you know, it didn't make our top uh albums because it's not an album, but Ghost with seven inches of satanic panic sitting
3: on the screen. Man, scene. if if that was an album, that would have made my list. That might have been my favorite music purchase of the year.
0: Right? Describe that describe the actual uh uh purchase though
3: well (laughs) i got an mp3 of it it uh oh i thought you got the
0: little uh no that's sold
3: out before yeah i mean i mean within like i don't know it was gone when i i first heard about it like when they were still taking pre pre pre-orders it was gone so
0: yeah so so your favorite purchase was the two dollar purchase Yeah, MP3.
3: i love those two tracks they are killer oh they're fun yeah i
0: mean uh Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if they did like a whole 60s album or whatever the zone is they're trying to do with their story. Yeah,
3: I don't think it sounds that 60s ish, but uh, Ah, I don't Come on. That's uh, what the whole video is. I know. That's why people think
0: that. But yeah, if you didn't. You listen with your eyes, Baco. Come on. Let's move on to the Deuce.
3: What you got? Ooh, the Deuce. Um, Coming in at number two, we have Ron Keel Band with Fight Like a Band.
4: Gone, but I keep on keeping on. Yeah, brother, it's over too. But I'll never stop thinking about me and you. Singing those tunes about Mexico. Whatever we are, that's how we roll. The singers die, but the songs survive. From the heart Three chords in the truth Cause that's what we were born to do How you doing? Where you been? Just thinking about my long lost friends While the pen is in the deep
0: why don't you step out of the hot tub and right up to the mic and discuss this <laughs> album.
3: What say you? Oh, man. Well, the Ron Keel Band released Fight Like a Band, I don't know, was it February or March? Earlier this year, fairly early. And Of course, you know, we've had him on to talk about the record, and, uh, um, and anybody that wants to go back and check all that stuff out, it's available for you. But I, I, uh, I was blown away by this record. When I first heard it, um, it was it was like almost like I wasn't sure if it was as good as I thought it was you know what I mean it's like am I just like a little you know like uh clouded is my judgment clouded because I'm a fan that kind of deal like I'm like I'm trying to like it a little more than I did sure but I kept going back to this album and I still do uh much like you mentioned uh, Texas hippie coalition this one was a little higher up on my on my list people at this point could probably figure out where that would be but we'll get to, <laughs> that, we'll get to that pretty soon you know but uh but I, I I can't believe, like, I mean, there's almost a two-part p- to this thing, too, because, like, the the other, uh, his last record, uh, a solo without this band, I, some of the guys are on it, I think, but but not the whole f- form band. right But it was just Ron Keel, Metal Cowboy, came up on Amazon, and it was, like, on sale for, like, 15 bucks on vinyl. So I just, I'm like, fuck, sold. Uh, I couldn't believe how good that record was. I was like, why have I been sitting around not you know, listening to this too, you know what I mean? I think Ron Keel really found his zone, this kind of southern rock, kind of a cross right. between his country and kind of metal stuff. and, and you Because you can hear elements of Keel in, in, in some of these songs and some of the stuff on, the, on Metal Cowboy. But I think he has really found his home and this is an album. The only complaint I would have would be the, the Keel medley. I think it's a little unnecessary, but the more I listen to it, the more I actually kind of look forward to it. Because I do think he's better now than he did in Keel. It's like he became an actual polished singer o- over the years. And, it, look, I have—I wrote an article for this on Decibel Geek. We, we had Ron on the show. I gushed and gushed over this album, I and mean, nothing has changed. This album has has stayed true, stayed in my playlist, and Metal Cowboy uh, is, is in my collection because of this album, and I might even like that record a little bit better. I can't really add anything to
0: that. I can tell you that I had never heard any Keel Ron Keel Band... Steeler, any of that. And the interview you had with him made me want to check out the album when it came out that, that one interview you did. And I was not disappointed. It isn't in that zone of, you know, a Texas hippie coalition, that Southern rock. It's just, yeah, it's just very, a very enjoyable listen. Um, great. And the band is so good. Yeah, I know. Like, like I said, I, I <clears throat> completely, you know, scheduled myself to go see him live <laughs> and then cancel at the last minute as I usually do. And that was all queued up for me to do. And I, I, and I feel bad not, not seeing him. He seems like a straight-up dude. But, um, yeah, this is this has definitely made my top ten uh, on my list also.
3: And I should say that we just played this song, Hey Man. It's actually the closing song on the album. Uh, and go definitely, look, We as much as we've talked about him, I don't think we have to go too much further, but uh, if you've liked the stuff we've played from this album, definitely go out and buy it. That's what we're trying to say about all these records. Invest in music is really all I'm trying to get at. But, uh, yeah, I, I've owned every record that I put on my top ten. I've I, I purchased and downloaded or bought the vinyl or the CD, uh, sometimes both, <laughs> you know, because I'm a hoarder. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this album, to me, is, is uh, the record of the year. Um, but, yeah, definitely for the Cobras and Fire, this is number two, and it, well-earned, I think. I, I should say, too, I'd like to do a quick rant, if I may. Yeah, let's, oh, you know I'm always up for a rant. Good.
0: Well, like you just said, it's been, like I started last year. I said, I am going to purchase at least my top five albums of each year on vinyl. Do you remember I made that commitment? I do. I also made that commitment this year and have only been able to pull off one so far because they're not available. Because they they come out weeks after they actually come out uh, to the world. And then they sell out because they only make so many copies. I
3: don't, I'm not sure what titles you're talking about. Any of the vinyl I've wanted, I've had no problem getting, except for that seven inch Ghost uh, uh, eat uh, single. Now that that part's kind of out of the artist's hands, though. Uh, they, I mean, uh, they can Fine, either just the music delay label. Everything.
0: They're losing tons of sales. I'm not going to wait well, a month. They should have it lined up. The company should have it lined up. If they have a release date, it's the same thing as saying a release date. We're going to have this movie streaming, but we're not going to have it on DVD or Blu-ray the same day of
2: the
3: release. It does seem like uh, like, uh, like Rat Pack Records, which isn't exactly Universal Music They're on group. time. Yeah, they always have it ready. Uh, I got my John Karabi album, uh, I think, three days before it was supposed to be released. Uh, all, I, I saw the, uh, the Michael Sweet package. People were sharing that uh, days before it came out. You know, before the actual album came out, you know what I mean? I mean, Rat Pack seems to be on top of their shit, so it can be done, it seems like. But I do know uh, manufacturing uh, w- with vinyl is backed up for the most part because most of the plants kind of closed down in the 90s or late 80s. And now they're kind of like just trying to now get back to where they can you know, keep up with this new demand that there is. Listen to me. It's project management.
0: You have... A schedule, you work it out. You come out the release date, and you have your shit lined up. That's all it takes, Baco. How the fuck can Rat Pack
3: records of all the labels just have have this shit fucking figured out? <laughs> and all- it's like because they're. I mean, everything I've gotten from them, it's like it's 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 well printed. It's like the 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 the, the, the cover itself is really sturdy, uh, great. It's properly mastered. There's always all sorts of extra bonus crap you don't need thrown in there. That's kind of fun to look at. Yeah, and I will say this. I mean, is people in 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 our business right? Like, you have to be a fucking idiot if you want to piss off somebody at that label because they do everything right. Hey, Baco. On a side note, did you remember to share
0: all the Rat Pack releases you've ever been sent to you?
3: Uh, uh, I try to. I really do. Um, it, it's it, it's really important. It's the only way things work. You know what I mean? Rat Pack twenty twenty. <laughs> Rat Pack twenty twenty. <laughs> Well, let's get to our number one, huh? I'm gonna do a can you can you do a little drum roll? We'll do it together. Please. Well coming in at number one on the Cobras and Fire official, definitive top five albums of 2019. What do we got, Loose Cannon?
0: Danko Jones with a rock supreme.
3: Ka-ching. I don't know why I did that, but I wanted to. Good. Well it, now I'm gonna go it, beep, beep. Please don't to back pl- Please don't do that again. <laughs> but, but, yeah, man, What you want to start with this? Because I'm going to finish with this one. You know what? Yeah, I, I'll just say this. Danko is a, a big reason the two of us are talking right now. Um, we're coming up on our 200th episode, and I'm pretty sure uh, Danko Jones is going to be in studio for the recording of that. Sure. Um, Why not? Disclaimer. He is not going to be there. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, our love for Decco Jones is no secret. We've—he's uh, one of the bands uh, that we we pushed heavy and uh, well, bands, artists, whatever you want to say—and uh, rightfully so. He's he's fabulous. He's a good-looking man. He creates <laughs> hard, hard-working music for hard-working Americans and Canadians and and Filipinos and everybody, and, right? And swe- sweet, uh, sweet, in Sweden's, <laughs> believe me, people are saying. Um, but yeah, this album was—I'm so happy this album was as good as it was because Black Cat was was not too bad, nope. but it was uh, it was definitely better than Fire Music. And these are the records that have come out since, like you know, we started the show. And it was like, fuck, is this guy done? And boy, he came back with just a just a killer fucking. Classic Danko Jones album.
0: Yeah, this is his best since Below the Belt, and I would say it's up there with the classic feel of uh, Born a Lion, those type of albums, and yeah, like they said, his last ones have been have been good, but kind of with Danko, what it is for me is it's almost like a is like those ACDC albums that are okay. You know what I mean? Like almost a. a is a, a bad Danko song is as bad as a bad ACDC song. You know what I'm trying to say yeah, here. Good,
3: good comparison. Yeah, that, it's actually I, I would say with both when they're bad they're really just boring. There you go. It's just kind of there. And on this one, it seems like he
0: took a little bit more time. He definitely took a lot more time with his vocals because everything is is top shelf as far as his performance on here. And that that's where I think a lot of lot, a lot the last few kind of that were, seemed rushed. Rushed, if you listen to him Uh back-to-back. And, yeah, he's got so much attitude and swagger on there. The riffs are there. But also, there's these little nuances you throw... You know, Danko Jones and all these things, they're just straight-up rock and roll, but there's little... Things that are added into the songs that take elevate them from the bridges to I'll give you an example like that song of that girl where basically the main riff is basically this this uh, loop of feedback. It's like really cool kind of things that that stand out. But yeah. but I mean my kids even like this dance 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 is insanely um, catchy. Party is 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 just you know you can't not have a smile. I I've said this my top five my personal top five of this. Every single one of these albums just elevates my mood. But before we get to this final track that we're going to feature, you want to break down our personal top tens? Yeah, do you want to go first? You want me to? Um, You go first, please. You have the
3: floor. Yeah. Coming in at number 10, I had Queensryche with The Verdict, uh, Tool with Fear Inoculum, Michael Sweet with 10, Bad Flower with OK, I'm Sick, The Damn Things with High Crimes. The Circle, Sammy Hagar's little band uh, with Space Between. Royal, Rep- uh, The Holy Whitehounds with an amazing record called Say It With Your Mouth comes in at number four for me. Huh. At number three, Royal Republic, which we talked about, uh, Club Majesty, and, of course, Danko Rock Supreme. And my number one record of the year was the Ron Keel Band with Fight Like a Band. There you go. All right. Buy all these records, fuckers. That's right. It's only going to cost you about 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the, all this will be in the show notes, people, if you want to take a look. Cool.
0: So my number 10. What's What say you, man? What oh. do you, what,
3: what what does Loose Cannon have for his yes, top 10? Yes,
0: My number 10 is Sheryl Crow with Threads, which also has tons of guest stars, Keith Richards, Joe Walsh. Uh, Goodbye June with Community Inn. New Roses with Nothing But Wild. The Menzingers with Hello Exile. Damn Things with High Crimes. I think we both have that at number six. Cool. Um, number five, Eclipse with Paradigm, Danko, Rock Supreme, Bad Religion, Age of Unreason, Number Two, Backyard Babies, Silver and Gold, and My Number One is mentioned in our top five Texas Hippie Coalition High in the South. Nice. So Right yeah. on,
3: uh yeah, and I, I believe um all of these are in Oprah's CD of the month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy take that Ooh. kid rock you know you know what record didn't make my top that's 10 it. this year kid rocks was no <laughs> i do who cares don't <laughs> he doesn't put anything out. sugar pie honey <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> what
0: a terrible cover uh. but uh yeah man so that's uh but but i don't know if, about uh, for you but once i get past five like that that right at that border the eclipse like it's yeah. spotty that six through ten is like there's a few tracks on each one of those albums i like you know
3: well, well you notice when I was counting down, the first one I said had a great record was the Holy White House, and that was number there four. You go, I believe. See? And from there on up, I, I think those are just all it, yeah. A's. And you know, my, my number five was probably a B B plus. Yep. So anyway, uh, what what song are you gonna play off of Danko before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm gonna pick the, the track Lipstick
0: City and I'm gonna tell you why. Because if you were getting to know Danko Jones, this song has every little bit of attitude from a songs like Lover Call thinks in the beginning it's nothing but a pure rock I am horny and I want to party <laughs> kind of song nice. and the way that he his vocals absolutely kill on this the way he emphasized the word strut to all these the way that he says, says the word balls these are big words these are these are important words in rock and roll people balls and strut and then just when you think the song is okay this is pretty good then he then this amazing melodic solo kicks in and then there is this rant that just goes for a minute pretty much i'll just call it a rant which yeah. is endless like like and just cl- uh, just closes out the song and uh that's that's the song I'm picking. Anything you want to add to that?
3: Yeah, you, you touched on it. First of all, you described it great, so I don't have a whole lot more to add. But the, the, his inflection and the way he kind of delivers lyrics, um, he almost comes across a lot like a hip-hop artist where it's almost tongue-in-cheek. But uh-huh. very much like a hip-hop artist, when you hear him talk, they're very serious about it. Uh, I, he is 100% the real deal. And uh, I, I, like I said, I couldn't be happier that he came through with an album that uh, uh, really knocked it out of the park in our time. You know what I mean? Because uh, all, all his best work up to this point was you know, before you and I actually met. So it's That's very, right. He's very much a, a big part of this show as far as I'm concerned. So way to go, Danko. Album of the year, fucker. That's right. Rock's not dead. But
0: the art of making an album is...
3: Both really disappointed, you know, because we had so much, we were anticipating this release so much that it, it what a letdown it was. Uh, the new Two Chains record.
0: <laughs> Are we still on that? Can we move past?